You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here, uh, founder and CEO of EXP Realty. And uh, today uh, on the Expansion podcast, I'm uh, excited to talk to uh, Denise Bram. She's a realtor out of Tampa, Florida, been with uh, EXP um, a couple of years now, I think. How, how many years have you been mm-hmm. with, with EXP now? Just over two years. Just over two years. Uh, 23 years in the business, uh, super successful. Uh, and uh, But uh, Denise, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having me, Glenn. So, so Denise, um, you, you've been in the business uh, a while. You're, I think, are your your um, you've iconed once? Um, yes. I, I th- and you're probably on track to icon a second time, is my guess. Yes. Uh, and um, uh, you know, maybe you can tell me a little bit. You've been in the business for a while. What's your business been like the last twenty three years? How did you get in the business, and 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 then uh, how has business uh, progressed over time? Well, uh, when I got in the business, I always, uh, I always had a, a flair for loving homes, and I was a builder's daughter, so I grew up in new construction, uh, beautiful, magnificent homes, and um, I was on my third child, and I was juggling career, and I had some small businesses. I had a pizzeria, a cafe, a little, a little clothing store, and I said, I can't do this anymore, um, working for a J-O-B. So I decided on the third baby while I was pregnant to get my license. And um, I took some money um, from each of my little businesses that I had, and I put it into marketing. And I was a natural at this. And I uh, was on Long Island in New York. And I created um, Market Share. I actually had... I had 92% market share in my town um, on listing inventory at one point. And that was incredible because I was very tunnel vision focused on one town. It was a very territorial business when I got into the business. People didn't want you to go into their areas. They owned farms. It was, you know, this was the late 90s, early 2000. And, And it was a different business than what it is today. We didn't have internet. So I selected an area that nobody really wanted because the values were lower. And through that, I chugged along and I built values and I helped people who couldn't get loans get into homes. I worked with lenders and I created a team. Um, so that's, that's what I did in New York. Then I went into a uh, broker manager uh, capacity and uh, Okay, when awesome. And so, so when did you? So you you now live in Tampa. When when, mm-hmm. when did you move to, to to Tampa? And and how did build rebuilding? I guess your real estate practice go. Yeah, rebuilding was was a big thing. I actually came down um, intentionally. I had owned a home in in Tampa since two thousand six. I built a house. Uh, we used to just come down once a month, and I um, came down with the purpose of. Uh, I had three children, 10 years apart. So I took a break between the graduating one and the two that were going into middle school to move them into a good segue with their schooling. And I, uh, we had the crash of 2008, 2009. <laughs> right. The market was terrible when I got here. 
<laughs> people weren't friendly. I was in an area that is uh, still not a cooperating MLS um, section and, and they weren't very friendly. I had been the secretary of my board for many years and working on my board for nine years up in New York. And they weren't interested in having someone from New York be involved in their board. So I had a really sour taste when I came to Florida. Um, and then I went through some personal challenges. I went through a divorce. I went through breast cancer. Um, back to back. <laughs> Single okay. mom, no child support. So I, um, I, I got into the insurance industry where I met my current husband and um, I was very successful with that, but I hated it. And as soon as I made enough money, I said, I'm, I'm getting my real estate license. I now learned about the different markets. I made friends in the real estate business down here and I started from scratch which was not easy when you're when when you used to have systems in place and then you in a new area kind of felt like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz for a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, but so, I found my people. Right. And 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 thing and now do you run a team now or are you just are you an individual solo agent? I'm an individual agent. Yes. Um okay. my my now husband he came into the business. My daughter-in-law's in the business, but we all working independent agent right now. Okay. So, so um, you've got a motto, I believe. Um, and I think it also is built uh, into what you put on the screen here today. What's, yes. what's that motto and how do you apply that? My motto is I am your 110% realtor. And for me and my team, 110% is simply business as usual. That has been my motto since my inception of the real estate business um, in 2000. And that I, I imagined what I would be. And I use that in my marketing. And it just is my tagline. It's stayed with me all along. Um, I do utilize also 10% different is 100% better. So I do a couple spinoffs on that 110%. But it's worked for me. And it, it, it kind of aligns with my personality as well, because that's how I am when I dig into any particular part of the business. Now, now before we jumped on, you, uh, you, you were, I asked you what your superpower was, and you mentioned intention. Um, and, and wanted to kind of, kind of drill into that a little bit. When, when you say intention, what, is, what does that mean to you? When I talk about intention, I really, um, I have to say that I, I find a lot of people in sales business in general, in any sales business, they get distracted. They're like squirrels looking at shiny objects. We hear those expressions all the time. And, and for me, I just stay very tunnel visioned. I have intention on one um, part of my business. As an agent in New York, I did, I, I did the same thing. It was listings. I knew if I needed to last in this business, I needed to get a listing. I knew I needed to keep getting listings. And I knew if my name was not on signs out in the, you know, all over the streets, I was never going to make it successful in business. Um, so when I say intention, I mean, you have to really focus on where you're going. You can't say, well, today I'm a buyer agent. Tomorrow I'm going to, you know, I wish I had a listing. How do I get a listing? You, know, you have to have focus. You have to set, you have to set up a plan. And, and that's what I do. I've dug into the 12-week year book, which is Brian Moran. And he is fantastic. If 
you're not familiar with the book. Um, he is very intentional. You can actually, and I have many times made more than a year's worth of salary in a 12-week year and been able to take off for a couple of months in between when I when I so choose to for family things and so forth. Um, and, and by doing so, that has drilled into me tactics and 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 planning and time blocking and and really um, looking at my my activities as a business and and keeping my um, my social life and my personal life on check. You know, you we can't be great business people if we aren't keeping that work life balance uh, in a good uh, way. Awesome. So. So uh, the twelve week year um, is is a, and and when did you read the book and how did that change how did your business change or how did you change before and after reading the book? Um, I I read the book several times throughout my um, career. I got it as a gift by a friend and I read it and was like, oh yeah, this is good. And I took a few pieces, but I dug into the book um, about a year and a half ago. I dug into the book. Um, we were working on trying to find ways the agents were, were struggling with some business. We had an opportunity um, with Cheryl Houck uh, on some cash offers and, and a hedge fund opportunity. And she was going to share that opportunity with about six agents. And at the time, that was how it was presented. And I said, man, I want to be one of those agents. I want to be one of those six people that have an opportunity to do this. Um, it was in its inception as well. And nobody knew where that was going to go or how deep or how wide this was going to be uh, buying. We didn't know if a time frame. We had no idea. All I knew is that I was going to be that person. So I pulled that book out and I did a book club uh, Zoom. And I did that for some of, uh, I opened it up to anybody who wanted to join. And I just did it for myself because what, what I've always known is that if you want to uh, excel at something, you need to teach it. You need to, you know, if you teach it, you will do it. You'll hold yourself accountable, right? So I went through the book and I, I did chapters each week for a couple couple weeks. And some agents came in and some agents, you know, they would come in for one week or two weeks or um, they'd hop in on the fifth week. <laughs> so people would hear and talk about it. And then they got it on the, you know, audio book. But this is one of those things you need to write down. You need to read it and you need to, you need to scribe while you're doing this. Because if you don't write your goals down, they're not going to be captured when you're driving the car listening to the book. That You're going to capture some good feedback from it, but you're not going to be able to intentionally, again, put those goals into writing. So I put the goal in and I said, I will do five for sale by owners a month. I will do five a month. And everybody's like, you're going to do five? I said, well, yeah, I think I can do it. I did five. I, that, that was my skill. You know, for sale by owners and expired listings is... Uh, two of the things that I really built my business on decades ago. So I said, oh, I'm going to go back to that. I don't have a lot of sphere down here. So that's where I got, you know, that's where I need to go. I need to go where they're, I know 100% they're going to want to sell the house, right? 100%. There's no question. So that's what I did. I blew those numbers away. I blew the numbers away. Um you know, I was, I was smoking it. <laughs> okay. Because I just said, well, 
this is good. I've got this. And, you know, it wasn't that it was easy. It wasn't easy. It was that I had spent years on sales training and skills development and uh, feeding my brain with the stuff that we need to know. And when the opportunity came out, well, boy, my toolbox just opened up and all the things that I spent all those years learning fell into place. Awesome. Awesome. So um, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, in, intentionality, uh, I, you know, focus, um, time blocking, um, um, and, and, and a number of different things that you you do. Do you break up your day in any particular order? Is there a, is there yes. a, a how, how does that, how's your calendar typically look? So when I am going full throttle and I, you know, you can't go full throttle 52 weeks of a year. You, you know, you, you can't, I, not when you're, it depends on what your th- full throttle is. Okay. Right. I was going full throttle. So when I'm going full throttle, 8 a.m., 8 to 11 is prospecting time. Three hours straight. Do not interrupt me. I don't, I don't look at Facebook. I don't take phone calls. I don't look at my email. The only thing I do for three hours is prospect. And it's 40 minutes of, of phoning and contacting. And it's 10 minutes of a break. Stretch my legs. 40 minutes, 10 minutes. Like, and, and, and you have to do it the same way. You can't do it different ways each time. Because it, it, consistency is what, what really breeds the results that you want when you're doing that kind of prospecting. Then you need to take a couple hours break. So by 11 o'clock emails, return phone calls by 1230, a quick lunch, one o'clock, follow up work, uh, contracts, ordering, whatever, whatever work is involved there, Uh, maybe mailings, maybe uh, marketing pieces, putting some some prospecting stuff out. But then by four o'clock, four to seven, it's it's three hours of intense prospecting. So it's six hours a day, straight prospecting, which is a lot. It's a lot of, there are a lot of no's when you do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There are a lot of no's. So you have to have a little thick skin and you have to keep yourself motivated. Um, and you can, you know, I would do that. I would do that five days a week. So that's, that's a lot. 30 hours of that kind of prospecting in one week is a lot. The results are a lot also. Um, and then, when you're working at that kind of system, you need to leverage yourself. You need an assistant. You need some help. You need to get some other agents involved to also do some of this follow-up work. And so it, it, it does slow you down. I would use Saturdays as, as that touch point day to say, okay, photos or what, you know, whatever we have meetings, we have to go attend face-to-face, nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes to the, to, to people or knock on the doors. You know, I, I do, I do door knock. Okay, I know awesome. that is a controversial thing. People don't like to do it, but I don't have a problem with it. And I, I was taught to do it early in the game, and to me, it's just what you do. Yeah, well, it's uh, nothing shows that you're active in a neighborhood than actually being in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a ton of value. So, um, you know, so managing your you know your your contacts and those types of things. What do you use for a CRM? How, how are you managing your business that well, way? Well, I love KV Core. I love it. it I, I, I was a hesitant person when I first came in because I, 
it was a whole new system for me to learn and it's got a lot of stuff in there um it so I, it does and i i mean i think i know it all and then i'll sit with another agent and show things and i'm like you know i didn't we got to get into this part of it. So there is, it's a high powered system. So I do love KV Core and I appreciate that we have that in our company. I also have Wise Agent, which is a, a paid CRM. It's connected to my marketing. So some of my marketing has got QR codes and the postcards and, 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 um, they actually can get instant uh, home valuations on their on their properties. And that marketing I like in a separate CRM because my KV Core, I did utilize that um, on some really large texting campaigns and it got blown up on me. Um, I, I forgot who a lot of the people were because I was using the hashtags, but probably not as effectively as I, I now know I could be using them. <laughs> But right. I paid somebody to put it all in there and she did one way. And I, you know, again, you have to learn your systems before you have people do the systems. Uh, you have to have some knowledge of what's going on when we're running a business. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you, you know, and the, the, the business keeps on evolving all the time, especially technology and, mm -hmm. and, and some other things. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, texting and that kind of thing. Um, you know, one of the things just want to let agents know out there, you know, make sure that you understand the laws around what you can and can't do. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, texting um, is one of those things that uh, we've just went through a big uh, um, legal suit that we settled around uh, um, uh, uh, calling and texting people who are not on, who are on the do, do not call list. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty expensive settling those lawsuits. So, um, so just <laughs> so make sure you know what. I'm from New York. I'm from a litigious society. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So, so. Uh, so last question: If there was one uh, piece of advice that you could give um, an EXP agent, what would it be? Any. Um, and the best advice I could give any EXP agent is to um, find, lean into our systems, lean into EXP. I see um, some people, they do their own things out in, in, in the world and they, they're EXP, but they're not on the uh, broker calls. They're not on, you know, and I speak to them, I'm like, Are you, have you been on the broker call? Have you, that kind of stuff, Need they need to stay stable centralized with the company. That information, just like you said about the lawsuit, uh, we have some new rules in Florida. This is the stuff that sets us apart from the rest. And if you're not leaning in, this is our office. So lean into everything that EXP um, first provides, then your collaboration groups, then, you know, work out onto your own, you know, sphere or desire of how you see your business, but don't try to reinvent the wheels. This business is going too quickly. If you are a new agent or even a couple, you know, under five years in the business, don't try, don't spend hours trying to be a marketer. Open a marketing company, be an agent, get the best of the best, learn from the best of the best, use the systems that work obviously bubble up some feedback on any of them. If you're seeing something that needs a addressing, we're, we're an incredible company. So the, the more success that we can get for the entire EXP, we're not each other's competition. 
we want to be the premier, only premier agency out there. And the way to do that is to be congruent in everything in the company. Awesome. Well, great stuff. Well, Denise, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. Uh, obviously, um, I, I think there are some great clues there. Um, you know, the, uh, the way that you focus uh, when you want to really ramp up your production and how you broke up your day because a, a great um, structure that agents can, can take stuff away from. Um, and uh, with that, um, thanks again for, for being uh, on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Glenn. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.